We okay. should play a game of Feel Her Up with one of Liza's uh, model bikes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be good. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, that one with Naka that was the best. That, 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 yeah. I'm in tears whenever I listen to that. That was great. <laughs> hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Here at the Recycle Garage in uh, semi sunny Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. Semi. <laughs> it's well, also you know. it's also moist. <laughs> Quite. Moist and here days. in so the train wet. room we have our lovely, consistent, amazing bring it to you from the boards bagel. <laughs> my neck, my back, my neck and, and my, my back. back. <laughs> <laughs> and to uh Bagel's left is me, Bex, Aloha. Aloha. And, <laughs> and to my left is a brand new friend of the garage. We have Bagel take it away with his sexy accent. Karel. Yeah, you get it right. Awesome, <laughs> thanks. Yes, welcome, Karel. <laughs> thanks. Nice to have you here. And also in the room, coming to visit, our lovely Douglas. Brap. <laughs> yes. wow. Over by the window. That doesn't sound like a two-stroke. Ring ding. <laughs> ring ding 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 ding. We have a handsome Henry. Hey, what's up? Hey. And uh, heavy and charged, sitting in the uh, cushy chair. We have our electric iron butt, Brandon. <laughs> 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 and also new to me, but not to the garage or the peeps here, is. Are caring Christian. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then Jeremy on his trip once again. My trip? Well, you know. I'm always on a trip. I'm tripping. Yeah. But howdy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just tripping through life, man. And thank oh, you, no. thank you for that intro, Bex. <laughs> yes, we are here once again. Uh, we exist. Yes, we exist, <laughs> and uh, we are here. Uh, the the cat's away, and the mice are playing tonight here in the recycle garage. <clears throat> um, so we've got. <laughs> Who is missing? Uh, lots of people are missing. Yeah. Uh, Liza and Emma are down south doing. Uh, Who are they? Very secretive things. There are some people that you know hang around here. Yeah. It's um, porn. We've, we've got, uh, see, Mike was off at a bike show, I think, somewhere, and Knox up in Portland. Where's Jim? Uh, Jim's in Hawaii. Jim's in uh, Hawaii. Visiting his, his kid, huh? Yeah, son broke his arm, so he's out there taking oh. care of him. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he had to yeah. have an emergency trip out there. So so we're kind of on, uh, on run, running lean here at the garage today. But, uh, and, and we, and as, <laughs> we pops. as we mentioned, we had some unseasonably uh, wet weather today. Yes. For the middle of August, we woke up, it was raining here in Santa Cruz. It has been like 100 degrees. Like last week, and Look, the weather here all of a just sudden sucks. Global yeah. warming is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Al Gore. Come on. The, the weather is getting weird. So, uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's a very strange day here. We did have the did, the sun did come out a little bit. It, it fought its way through the clouds, um, but we had some work done uh, today at the garage. Yeah, yeah we fought our way through the moistness. Yes, and did breaks. Believe it or not, everybody yes. was doing breaks. It was a break today. day. Well, she she opened a, a break. bottle of some fresh fluid. You gotta you gotta use it. You know? <laughs> right. Well, while, the, while the air is full of moisture. <laughs> but we had, uh, let's see, Bex, you did brakes on your bike. I did. Um, and uh, let's see, who else did brakes? Carol. 
Um, yeah, that's I right. did break. Yeah, you did breaks. Yeah. Jeremy, you did breaks. Yeah, I just flushed them. Yeah. Oh wow, you did too. Yeah. And I also did breaks too. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I should have done. Everybody is doing breaks today, but um, you but get I, breaks. You get breaks. <laughs> Everybody gets breaks. <laughs> Stopping force. Yep. So so there was that. Um, and uh, let's see, what else were we doing? Um, Bex, you did some other work on your bike, right? Yeah, uh, I uh, cleaned out my radiator. I did chain maintenance. Um, let's see what else. Cleaned out the brake rotor. It's been hanging out too long. Um, I just cleaned out my carbs yesterday, so it's doing like a final clean. And on what bike is this? Uh, this is my '88 Honda Hawk NT650. Sweet. Yeah. And um, yeah, Bella. And, so uh, she's and, back. And an oil change too, right? I did. Yep. Yeah, wow. oil with filter. By yep. the way, and not, um, not a K and N filter. I hope. <laughs> Learn <laughs> <those>. that lesson. <laughs> do not do that. I it, that any, the hard way. and it's not necessarily a K and N filter that you want to be concerned about. You want to be concerned about anything that has a nut welded to it mm, yeah so that welding part is a sensitive and vulnerable spot that you don't want to find out how vulnerable it is mm. right because right. you're, you're welding a thicker metal onto sheet metal and and that can weaken the structural inte- integrity especially if it's put on by twisting that nut Mm-hmm, exactly. So, oh, and wow. and there yeah. was also a more oil expedition. We, we were lubed up today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Us ladies were, actually. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, it was my. moist and lube. <laughs> I saw the air filters. I think you did those, too. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I, I treated my uh, pod filters. And, yeah, mind you, Airbox is great, um, unless you have a Honda Hawk and oh. it is just the most horrendous design. I oh. it, I don't hate many things, but that airbox was <laughs> a blessing to see go. Um, and I think I finally got her happy hunky dory uh, with the clean carbs, the rejetting, and the pod filters. And now with proper K and N filter oil. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds great too. Thank you. Yeah. I like her. Mm-hmm. She, she's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, John was here earlier today too with his Harley. Um, mm-hmm. and he was he was back doing some uh, some chain maintenance, right? Yeah. Oh, John is. Um, so he's finishing up his semester or his quarter, and then he's going to take off to uh, British Columbia on his oh, bike. Wow. Nice. So he's starting to do his maintenance and prep for that trip, uh, which is really wise. And uh, what he did was chain maintenance, cleaned up, lubed, and then also the tightening of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he found out and learned that the, forgive me, it's, I think it's called an axle nut that you have to loosen and tighten to spec. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he didn't know about specs, and or yeah, he didn't, uh, and <laughs> found out as he did his chain maintenance and took off, and then, okay, bye, John, have fun, good yeah. luck on finals, and he comes rolling back. You hear him. Oh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, you know, I didn't even have to look up. I was like, John's back. I was wondering uh, why he came back. <laughs> yeah, it had loosened up on him, oh, and so man. we went over uh, learning about torque specs and mm-hmm. why it's important, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> particularly for your chain, your axle, and things like that. I thought he already had 
had that lesson. No, he well, maybe, but um, he's an engineering student. <laughs> but to be fair, it's electrical. Oh. Oh. Uh, I, I, you you got to be smart for that, though. <laughs> much much smaller torque specs and electrical so, yes, engineering. Small studies, small screws. <laughs> well, it, it was nice. It was a, a good lesson of safety on his bike yep. that I know he's going to value on that long journey. Yep. Good. Excellent. The bike sounds great, though. Yeah. It's it it a nice rumble. bike. Yeah. It does, yeah. And, and it's, it's very clean, too. You know, it's it's very, very minimalist. Um, you know, just a straight business kind of Harley chopper. I, I kind of yeah. like no, it. No, and it still has the front brake, too. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> Wait, does it have... It has rear suspension also. It's not hardtailed. So. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's good stuff. Although, wasn't he thinking about making it a hardtail at one point? <laughs> I don't yes. think he's going to do it after this trip. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Probably not. <laughs> he's going to be... I've ridden some my Olins on there. I mean, it's <laughs> almost a hardtail. Those are some pretty stiff shocks. I yeah, think I've ridden my friend's Sportster 1200, and that thing, you go over a train track, and you're just like your spine, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, and then Henry, you were doing some work today, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What did you do? Uh, I brought up my Honda Hawk GT650. It was my very first bike. Uh, same bike as Bex. It was actually... Anyway. It's an 89, though. But it's mm-hmm. red. It it's is red. It is a red Honda Hawk GT with almost 80,000 miles on it at this point. Wow. And I was just kind of like doing some brake some brake maintenance like I said earlier. It has the so it had a front end when I bought it, it had a front end swap with a CBR 600F2 front end so you get a little bit of more adjustability with the forks and dual discs on the front. So I just let out the brakes since it's probably been 15 20 years since they were touched hmm. and wow I chain mean, maintenance yeah tighten up the sprocket or i mean i tighten up the eccentric bearing at the end a little bit which on honda hawk gt with the single side swing arm it's really it's really easy to do you just have uh like a little thing you grab at it with a special tool spanner with yeah with a special spanner and it tightens up or loosens the chain uh, easily and huh. yeah on the way over here I took a nice little ride and man I miss that thing it's just such a wonderful handling bike I forgot like how easy it is to just turn it into corners and I don't like I can adjust my line as I'm going mid corner and I just forgot about it it's just a wonderful bike to have back something a little bit lighter from the ST1300 or Motoguzzi that I'm used to riding so yeah a little bit bit. (laughs) yeah I have a personal affinity for that bike as well it's the the bike I learned how to ride motorcycles on nice yeah Mm -hmm. very cool but yeah I have a weird issue where between 4,000 and 5,500 RPMs it just kind of bogs down and doesn't want to accelerate I'm pretty sure it's an issue with the carb since it had been sane for over a year uh, Petcock was off but that's still there's still gunk and stuff like that in the carburetors yeah. and I'm sure something must have solidified and maybe my jets aren't fully cleared or something along those lines but still troubleshooting it it'll get up to the it'll get up to highway speeds just fine but yeah not very quickly. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really going to take a, a uh, take getting taking uh, take getting those jets out, blowing air through them, uh, fishing them through with wire or, or a piece of uh, mm-hmm. like fishing line, just to make sure that there's no dust or sand or silt uh, stuck inside of there. Yeah, uh, and also blow out the passages inside the carb too, mm-hmm. just to make sure nothing nothing stuck inside of those as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here at the garage, we have um, guitar strings. Yeah. So like you have a guitar, you change out your 
strings, which is kind of a normal thing if you play music, you don't have to actually throw them away. They have a second, you, they can be repurposed um, if you ride motorcycles or have friends that do because it's a great way to clean out those jets. Yep. It also makes me uh, realize why I bought fuel-injected bikes uh, from here on out. <laughs> Until oh, the injectors yeah. get dirty. And, Bra- and Brandon over there, he's just cackling. He's like, he's like, ah. yeah. I get Forever it. I'm not interested. Fuel though, injection. No <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Douglas, you guys went out on a, uh, a ride today, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, Adrian and I and Christian and uh, this guy Charles who came from Los Gatos who saw the ride on, on the Santa Cruz Supermoto Facebook page. And uh, we, we expected about 10 people, but everybody else flaked. So we just had breakfast and went up and uh, took some mountain roads to Buzzards Lagoon, uh, which is a couple miles of dirt road with a couple offshoots of dirt trails and stuff and i think it's all public land so i mean i think i don't know i didn't see no signs and uh yeah we just did some dirt stuff and then some twisty stuff and hey doug it's only illegal if you get caught right right it's true yeah we just messed around for a while and uh we had a couple instances where we couldn't get our bike started after a tumble (laughs) but you know that's how it is but uh you know luckily it wasn't 85 degrees out and it was cooler because of the, the the sloppy weather, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. And then uh, we got some lunch and then went to uh, the Scotts Valley Art, Wine, and Beer Festival, I think it was, where, yeah. where Mike had a Lucky Charms entered again. Oh, that's right. And he didn't win anything today, but... Uh, uh. Uh, his bikes was one. His one of the nicest ones there, dude. The leather, the new leather work he did. He did new leather work. Point. It looks really good. Wait, so is he, is he selling Lucky Charms? No, no, no. He said, no. he said he, he posted it, it up. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. No, but he has thank new goodness. For the, I saw the ad on Craigslist, but yeah. I guess he took it off. Yeah, he's a serial award-winning Mike, dude. <laughs> Lucky Chimes is working on his well, now Captain Crunch. Now he has the serial bike. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's working on Captain Crunch now. Him and his themes, man. Oh, his I, shouldn't have, themes. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I don't no, know. it's top I shouldn't secret. even be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> My new look. The cat's out of the bag. Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we checked out a little bit of the festival, which was cool. We were there for about an hour or so, I think, and then we came here. So, you know, all in all, it was a good motorcycle day, and yeah cool didn't see any uh, any cool bikes at the show there was just there was lots of Harleys and custom yeah. bikes. There was, um, a, no, there no. was a couple of rat bikes there too. Just like this, oh. <laughs> this thing, it looked like a Honda uh, V twin or a a V four actually. It looked like a Honda V four, but it had custom pipes on it. It had a sport bike rear wheel and like. Huh. A 19-inch front chopper wheel, which was really bizarre, and a torn, worn-out seat, and it was not painted. It was like old and faded. I'm like, what is this thing? The tank was. Wow. Cool. Yeah, the tank was cool. Um, it was clapped out. The the uh, best in show was this a chromed out black bike with a small gas tank with flames on it. It, it didn't really, it wasn't really anything special to me, but it, yeah. it was almost like it, it won because it's never been ridden. Right. And the, the bikes that got the awards all got pushed into trailers. Like they never start these things. I, I, I guess they, I don't know. they even got, uh, the best paint was a, a nice red bike that won another award at a different show. And oh, yeah. they, was that it, the coffin one? They put it in the park. No, the, the larger, kind Oh, of, it was like, it was like the low rider. Yeah. Looking one, yeah. And they brought it out in the parking lot, and people in the parking lot were giving them shit for not being able to start it. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, you're putting it back in that little trailer mm-hmm. uh. until the next show." <laughs> yeah. Although that Jigster, that clapped out Jigster, 
That looked like it had been ridden. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was just a stock looking Jigster yeah. with the tail section and hacked we, off or like looped off. I don't know how they removed it, but it got removed one way or another. It was matte black, like yes, hardware spray, spray rattle paint. can. Yep. <laughs> there was also and, and a... There's all these custom Harleys choppers and, and uh, all these custom Harleys and choppers and like these bikes with the, you know, coffin gas tank. Oh, what? Yeah. Wait, wait, he's back from Make the gym. island. Like two minutes behind Liza and Emma from King City all the way. Oh, wow. And then I lost him somewhere. The Naked Jim has just popped in. I guess he's not in Hawaii anymore. I guess not. <laughs> That's so, good. I'm sorry, Christian. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was saying, you know, all these custom bikes that all this, you know, admittedly a lot of work has gone into and then there's just a class of its own with a gixer in it that spray painted black with no tails <laughs> so what you're saying is that the best running bikes are also the ugliest looking bikes yeah, yeah my bike's not ugly <laughs> <laughs> i should have put it right next to the gixer and competed in that race. <laughs> best dirt bike it's a shoe-in it would be Douglas's. What's really cool is that... It might sound better than yours. Uh, <laughs> I, I do believe Basket Case is um, trying to expand oh, and yeah. also encourage um, motorcycling here locally. Hmm. And I, I think that's part of what that show was. Um, Beyond just choppers? Like to, uh, you expanding know, to rat bikes too? Or, you know. I I don't know enough to say, huh, but what I do know is um, that I think it's Josh. Um, yeah. He's a big big boon to our local community motorcyclists. Oh yeah, and uh, he supports the community, um, and it's a lot of hard work to yeah. even just to be a participant slash contributor to a show um so i i, I want to give him props for for doing another event yeah. here locally and i expect much like how the our earlier basket case um show has developed and grown over just even a couple of years yeah um i i expect a, a bigger showing next year cool well maybe with some females yeah wow. that'd be good excellent all right. So, um, uh, Corral, you um, <clears throat> so you you found uh, the garage re- here recently. You came by a couple weeks ago, right, for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. cool. Two weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, so tell us a little bit uh, about how you how you found the garage. So, uh, okay, so it started with a show that I saw in a plane when I came back from France to here. Yeah. And it was with okay. You're gonna have to forgive me. I for I forgot the name of this actor. Yes. The guy of Walking Dead. Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. Norman Reedus. So yeah. So he was doing this show. So yeah. I watched the first one like in in Georgia because I lived in Georgia for three years, and then I watched the one that was about here, and I saw that you were there, guys, right? The Misfits. Yeah. <laughs> and I was moving to Santa Cruz, so. This is how I find out. So I started to look at all the YouTube kind of like uh, videos. And to be honest, I oh, never goodness. like... Yeah, right? <laughs> so you knew. So but the funny fact is that I never listened to a podcast. Oh, so wow. it's like I just, I just wanted to, you know, like check you guys out and see the vibes. <laughs> and it seems like I could fit in here. So Absolutely. Give it a shot, yeah. Excellent. How long have you been riding? Uh, two years, almost two years. And is this your first bike? It is my first the bike. Bandit? And the what? Bandit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Suzuki Bandit. I'm sure 600. Emma loves it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. 
it treats you really well. Yeah, yeah. And thanks, Bex, because yeah, today we <laughs> fixed my brakes, but also my oil because apparently I didn't check and I was out. So yeah, I know shame, Ooh, shame, yep. shame. It, I I know the the feeling, and I've said similar words where you're literally apologizing to your bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard I you, like, and so I was like, sorry, it's okay, girl. it's okay. She did yeah. not blow up. Yeah, no, yeah. she she is a good girl. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She treats me so well. I and should, yeah. If you don't mind, we, we did brakes, and it was your first time doing just a brake flush. We didn't change pads. Your pads are in good condition, but your brake fluid was... Mm-hmm. So, it was not my first time. The first day I get her, I was with some skateboarder guys, friend of mine, and they helped me out. Like They basically did it, so they showed me how to, and of course, over two years now so I forgot since so mm-hmm. thank you Bex for showing me oh, again yeah. and now I'm good <laughs> yeah no worries I, I I do know that I have my own little technique as far as cleaning out um are you comfortable sharing that little yeah, top tip? Yeah, that, that was amazing, actually, because, yeah, like, uh, two years ago, I just changed the, the fluids, but it was with this tube that we had to be really cautious with the bubbles inside. We didn't have the specific tubes that you had mm-hmm. that basically, like, tracks the air out. Yeah. Until, it, it's, I can a, name. It's a unidirectional valve um, from Motion Pro. Okay. And it is fantastic. It is amazing. It's just, like, it's, yeah, it's a miracle. It simplifies your life. So that was the first amazing tip. And the second one was like using, a, how do you call this tip thingy? The Q-tip or a ear cleaner yeah. thing. Yeah. Cotton, cotton swab. Yeah. Swab. Sorry, I don't know those kind of things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like, this was really helpful to clean just inside and realize how much like dirt I had. And yeah, so. Inside the master cylinder. Yeah. So uh-huh. in, in each of the master cylinders, debris builds up and, um, um, you can totally drain your system and blow it out or clear it out in some other fashion, but air is ideal because you don't want to mix any moisture in there. Um, but I just figured why not use a cotton swab okay. and release all of that debris into the fluid that you're going to flush out. And um, it makes it really easy, especially with the uh, Motion Pro Bleeder mm-hmm. va- uh, Univalve tool. It's like a quick amazing job and all of a sudden you have you can see all of the dimensions of your master cylinders we, we did rear and front and uh yeah it, it worked out nice yeah and, and getting that that debris out of there is 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 going to help uh your help your whole braking system because that's not going to get sucked into your brake lines when you put new fluid in so yes. you can get that all out when you flush it then you've got a whole clean brake system to work with and that we can even go more nerdy and <laughs> the fact is is that more particulates lowers boiling point yep right so yep. that's why you put salt in your water it lowers the boiling point uh if you have lots of debris in your brake fluid you're going to decrease the boiling point of that brake fluid which means you're going to decrease your stopping power yeah, and I mean, you, you don't want that debris in your pistons or, or anything either, in your calipers. Right. You know, so. Who wants to clean that? Yeah. Yep, so that's great. That's a good, good tip. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. So, Glad you found it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a good place, right? It was really good. Yeah, yeah. It was needed. So, uh, so Corel, how did you start out in motorcycling? So, okay, so... 
I guess like if the question is like why did I start motorcycling? Mm-hmm. It's like because I play video games in arcades when I was eight and I went on a motorcycle <laughs> and I was like I need to do that with my life. But I cool. um I I grew up in, in France and it was not really like the kind of things that was I don't know, kind of um empathize in my family mm-hmm. uh, so my bro had a small motorcycle like 50cc you know like when he was a teenager but I was not allowed on it <laughs> so I came here in America and you know like this is an end of motorcycle what's 66 so <laughs> I was like yeah I have to I have to do what I want to do with my patient my life my pleasure so I started to have my license with the Harley Davidson motor class two mm-hmm. years ago and I bought the Suzuki Bandit and on the road so just for the fun fact I came here with it on the road 66 and that was the mm-hmm. most amazing trip of my life yeah nice. very cool oh, that's excellent yeah. I'm just curious uh, contemporary news um, any chance you saw Easy Rider? Easy Rider I'm no, I don't think so. Well, it was a it was a uh, a movie back in the '60s that was a, an iconic uh, biker movie, um, and we've we just got uh, some very sad news this weekend. Unfortunately, that uh, one of the stars of that movie, uh, Peter Fonda, has passed away. So we wanted to to remember him on this podcast because uh, he was one of the people who was instrumental in kind of starting the the counterculture biker movie genre back in the 1960s now they there were uh biker movies back in the 50s you know the the wild ones and you know other you know sort of b movies that that were kind of portraying bikers in a very bad light but but in the 1960s uh it it sort of had a revival in a different uh a different aspect because the um there was a, a very big uh you know countercultural movement in the 60s during the Vietnam War uh, and the uh, the biker scene was uh, kind of seen as as part of that and this is the first time that a uh, a movie had been made that really tapped into that uh, and Peter Fonda was the uh, was was the basically the star of the movie uh, and it became a, a very it was a low budget movie but became a huge hit and spawned pr- practically the entire genre of 60s counterculture biker movies it, it definitely and, was motorcycles and freedom. Yep, and um, rest in peace. Yeah, and that just a uh, uh, noted that that movie was uh, the, called The Wild Angels. It was released in 1966. Um, that was the the first movie that he starred in. Um, and then, of course, in 1969, um, the uh, Easy Rider was was released, and that was kind of the the. The, probably the, the best known uh, biker movie from that from that time, um, but uh, he also starred in a couple of other uh, movies that were related to motorcycles. Uh, does anybody know any other movies that uh, that Peter Fonda was in? Can you can you recall any? Well, one yeah, yeah. and and then some of these were some some smaller appearances, <laughs> but in 1981 he appeared in the Cannonball Run. Mm-mm. As the chief biker, which was a uh, ch- tongue-in-cheek nod to his earlier uh, motorcycle career or motorcycle uh, movie career, um, he was also inducted into the AMA Motorcycle Hall of Fame in no 2002. Kidding. Yep, uh, and in uh, he also appeared in the last scenes in uh, Wild Hogs <clears throat> as oh, as oh Damian Blade, that blockbuster, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> the founder, the founder of the biker, biker gang Del Fuegos, and the father of Jack, who was the character played by. Ray Liotta. And oh, wasn't he in Ghost Rider? 
Um, yes, like I was a, just going to mention that he also paid, played Mephistopheles in Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, and at least in the first one, he was, I think the role got taken over by somebody else in the sequel. But um, but yeah, so he's he's been in quite a few uh, motorcycle movies over the years. Uh, but he was also an avid motorcycle rider too, and um, he also had a, a quote that uh, from 2007 where he said uh, that motorcycles helped him focus. Uh, when he said, I ride an MV Augusta. This is an Italian Ooh. racing motorcycle. It forces focus. You have to be focused, and in my life, in this business, focus is hard to find sometimes. So I need to force focus, and that's great. The bike takes you on a free road. There's no fences on the roads I ride, and I don't ride freeways. So, uh, Carol? Uh, sorry, I'm not that great at it's French okay. pronunciation. Uh, I'm curious... Is motorcycling about freedom for you? I think, okay, so what you just said, the quote that you just said is exactly about how I feel. It's everything I am doing, like surfing or skateboarding, motorcycling, everything is about focus and being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, like in a broader sense, you can see that for some people do meditation to achieve that. And some people, you know, like go to a psychologist to release what whatever the needs but for me it's like being on a bike allows you to yeah just all the worries just disappears and you just you you are with your environment and you feel mm. so that's about it yeah, yeah. absolutely cool. excellent and and it, and uh Carol, have you taken any uh your bike on any trips any uh well you said you you rode cross country 66 yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. That that was like, yeah, that was uh, the main trip I I did. Like, I I went over in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, but the longest one I've I've done is coming from Atlanta to here in Santa Cruz cruiser with sixty six. Which is interesting. I don't know if you're aware. I do believe both Liza and Jim are hail from Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've I, I, lived there at least. Yeah, yeah at least. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we we talked about it. Right? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Uh, now that you've wrenched the garage and now you're here, you see the the train room. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think I can't wait. I would love to go on a ride with you guys because Aww. you know, like last time, like two weeks ago, I went with I think Jim. Was it his name? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. Probably. And so, like, we, we just had a really amazing trip through the coast. There's Lisa just oh, coming in with the cat. And Liza. Not cat. only is that, Liza that back, the cat but is she's no longer away. The, kitten. <laughs> the cat has come with the kitten. Oh. <laughs> so, this is uh, little Stevie Wonder, I believe. <laughs> uh, Liza's mom, oh. who has adopted from our friends um, from Canada who visited us uh, a week or two ago. Exactly. This is little Stevie Wonder. And he's been quarantined for a week in their house. And he's just now starting to get feisty and when we got him, he was very thin. Yeah, and not really playful. Didn't really act like a kitten. Yeah, well, yeah. it's kicked in now. Yeah, he, he looks he looks very chunky now. <laughs> so he is now getting feisty. Yeah, and I'm gonna let him go around and explore. I want to hold. I want to hold. Okay, it's just go that this way. way. Pass, <laughs> pass, pass, pass the cat on the podcast. Oh my God. The kitten. Aww. 
Oh, I can feel okay. a little oh, this heart is beating. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so now we have been completely so cute. The show has been completely taken over by a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> it's show notes, you'll understand. Yes, it's very adorable. Well, you know, Carol is not the only one who has taken a, a trip. Yeah. Um, recently, someone in this room has has done and attempted to do uh, some pretty amazing stuff. Yes. That uh, electric, that heavy, <laughs> heavy electric butt <laughs> over there. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon, I uh, did my second test of the Iron Butt route uh, through California. And uh, I was out there to learn if what times I should start the the ride at. Oh, uh, what times I should start the ride at, and uh, if uh, the temperatures would be right. Actually, I didn't even think about temperature, but it played a big role in uh, my ride because my bike ended up overheating uh, and slowing its charging down uh, after I think like 800 miles or something like that. Dude, it was hot down there. It was not even just down there. It was 110. Over there and over there and out there and under there. It was hot. Yeah, from Bakersfield all the way up to uh, Truckee on the other side of uh, Mm -hmm. Tahoe, it was 110 degrees. Like... Even if the bike hadn't slowed its charging down, I had to stop in uh, Sacramento after I came down from Tahoe for an hour just to relax because I was completely soaked from sweating all day long. Oh, like, wow. that was not a fun ride. <laughs> but, we need, we uh, need to introduce you to a leaky. What is that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, She's yeah. got what you want under mm-hmm. your leathers. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah. And, it's, and it's Italian, She's I got do what believe. You want. Oh, that's perfect. And Erika will appreciate that as well as Stefano will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the ride overall was, once again, awesome scenery for everything except for 99 like i got to go through uh san francisco and san jose at nighttime and the way the city lights up it's absolutely gorgeous uh and then obviously lake tahoe something i totally recommend everybody do um circumnavigate yeah well this time i didn't circumnavigate last time i went around the south side as well but there was so much construction there that we adjusted the route to just go to Truckee, then turn around and come back down into auburn could you do a little summary on the route uh, that you were attempting that iron butt which for listeners who don't know what an iron butt is why Mm -hmm. don't you go ahead and start with um give that definition okay so what i was trying to accomplish this time was the iron butt saddle sore which is a thousand miles in 24 hours um, as it turned out, I almost got uh, I got 1,300 miles in 36 hours, which would be the next level up, uh, which is the bun burner. That's 1,500 miles in 36 hours, I believe. I think Liza just did one of those not too long ago. Um, Years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think uh, Henry I, unintentionally or undocumented did something similar. Mm-hmm. So I, I was uh, planning on starting in... Uh, like on the north side of the grapevine at a a gas station up there and then head north but uh i was running so late because i rode from monterey all the way down to la to get to the start point that i ended up starting at the prison in castaic or just north of burbank there and uh went up through bakersfield and modesto and fresno and all of those boring roads yeah very very boring (laughs) 
And uh, then once I got up above 99, I started to get into Sacramento and uh, over Lake Tahoe to Truckee, then back into Sacramento, over to San Jose. Then I went down, just to get some extra miles, I went in through uh, Tracy, California, and uh, headed back down into Monterey to end it up at the night. Wow. Cool. Uh, that's Yeah, it was a very, very long route. And, and what time did you end? Uh, so I wanted to start at midnight, but uh, like I said, I was running late from the heat then as well. Right. Uh, so I started at one twenty-five in the morning, mm-hmm. so I ended at the same time the following day. Oh, wow. And I think one of the, the biggest significance, uh, or big significant of that trip is he's riding an electric bike mm-hmm. oh that's so right, just yeah. in case listeners are tuning in right now um this is not a petrol bike where you can just pull into any gas station that you're going to find every you know 15 20 miles down the road mm-hmm. um this is a brand model yeah, so yeah. it's an energica ss9 wait i know how to say it okay go for it go for it ready <laughs> energica wow yay you got it you and for everybody else out there, uh, Morgan found a very easy way to explain how to pronounce Energica. It rhymes with America. That's correct. <laughs> America. Oh, man. Good, good. And, Just and, as long as you get the Energica one. For the one, listeners, right, you, you, got, you see the hands come up. <laughs> oh, man, that was another cool thing. So the bike, uh, for the second round, I'm actually using a 2020 uh, SS9. That's the bike in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's the exact same powertrain, but they've added some new... Uh, features. It's got cruise control and traction control and heated grips. Um, I thought, like, I remember when I first got ABS on the Zeros, and I was like, ah, oh, who wants ABS? I can control my bike with my foot. That's what it's for. <laughs> and then the first time the ABS saved my butt, I'm like, huh, I don't think I'll be turning that off anymore. <laughs> um, and I swear, uh, when Liza did her uh, original talk about the new Energicas when they first came out, I was sitting here like, tra- I mean, uh, cruise control. Who would want cruise control on a motorcycle? What a terrible <laughs> idea! <laughs> what? What's that? I would. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> this, well, I, like, and then you learn. Well, so what happened is I drove 400 miles so that I could start a thousand mile trek, <laughs> and was late, so I didn't sleep at all. Mm. And as I'm like halfway crippled and uh, like super tired. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll give this thing a try. And I figure out how to turn it on because I didn't read the manual um, and figure out how to set the speed. And then I'm like, whoa, this is so comfortable. I can sit. I can move. I can take my hand off the throttle. I can not that I would ever do Facebook live while riding. So you do a lot of prep for these tests. (laughs) That's well. Prep, like, well, no, no he, not really. I think his point was he's emulating the typical consumer who wants to go into the showroom, get that bike. They're not yep. going to read the fucking manual, and they want to take off on a trip. <laughs> right. I was right? attempting to emulate that. Yeah, that's what, I was that's doing. what he yeah. was doing. And, and what's the range? And what's the charge time? So the range on this bike uh, was between sixty. No, between yeah, between sixty and eighty miles was the range I was getting. But I was riding at like 70 to 80 miles an hour almost the whole way. In heat. Oh man, it was so hot. Foul. Not me. Not it. Not it. What? At least I don't think so. 
No. Um, now, oh, where's that coming from? Right? Is that Bex? Yep. Oh, shit. Party foul. <laughs> Gotta do 10 push ups. New rule. Wow. I have no Copyright. idea how my Pandora just turned on. Copyright Weird. strike. <laughs> nope. It just, it finally just disconnected from the speaker, maybe. <laughs> And so, so you 80 miles an hour for 80 miles, 60, 80 miles. And yep. so, it, and you did it 1,500 miles, 13. Yeah. And it took you that long because of the, how long is the charge time? Uh, well, so actually, the charge time normally is about 20 minutes. Oh. Uh, what happened on this ride was uh, first off, as Liza said, I do a lot of prep. And uh, <laughs> what I did was I punched the route into Google Maps. And, uh, you know, maps get small when you have other things open on your phone. Um, and uh, so it was kind of difficult to know exactly where to turn. And so I remember at one charge stop, I ended up doing three U-turns to get there. Mm-hmm. So I lost a bunch of time that way. Um, and mm-hmm. then after the sun rose uh, past Bakersfield, it started to heat up over 100 degrees. And so the bike slowed its charging from 24 kilowatts down to like 16 kilowatts. And it bumped my charge times up uh, to 30 minutes to 35 minutes a stop. Uh. Which still in comparison to the next contemporary electric motorcycle, that's still what, how many kilowatts more? Uh, so both Zero and Harley have uh, 1C charging. So the comparatively, the speed that you're charging at doesn't matter so much as how long it takes you to get full. So Zero and Harley with their best models, it takes one hour to fill. And uh, the chargers that I've talked about on the show before, I brought into the zero industry to get that one hour charge. I used to defend, yeah, you know, I can tour around a motorcycle, I got a one hour charge. But when you have a 20 minute charge, it's like, it is so different. Touring is actually like something that makes sense now. Yeah. Douglas, how's it sound to you? Ride an hour, charge 20 minutes? Hmm? Yeah, sounds good. You gotta take breaks, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For that type well, of riding, absolutely. Can, all right, I, I got some questions for you. Tell me if this is cheating on your next attempt. Mm-hmm. Solar panels. Well, no, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Would it be cheating to have maybe one of these misfits on their petrol bikes uh, leading the way so you're not getting lost? Mm-hmm. And that also maybe going ahead to the charging stations to make sure they're free to give you a report. I could actually really use that help uh, because mm-hmm. one of the other things, I had a few stations that I got to that were full up with people charging, right? So raise your hand if you volunteer. Wait, actually, I do believe there, there have been See? volunteers. <laughs> there, we got volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. You can also you draft behind the bike and you'll no, save no, 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 that'd yeah, be cheating. No, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah. No, but to have scouts go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You've got plenty of support here, dude. I would Just really love that, that Just guys. don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that this kind of came out of, uh, I want to do a, a iron butt at Takate. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we were chatting about go to Takate, have a Takate, and come back. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh man, if you could do that on an electric, that'd be awesome. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And like show the peeps that it could happen. Yeah. Well, so, and, and, and now said, it's it's getting there. Yeah. So I wasn't really paying attention. How far did you get in how many hours? Uh, this time, including all of the stuff I did, I did, I got. 840 some miles in 24 hours and in 36 hours I had like 1345 that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count for anything but nope. yes nope. Not yet, that but is good numbers to throw up. What it was yeah. really good uh, for me with those numbers was uh, learning what caused me to be slower. Yep. And uh, so long as I can address those and make sure that it's not 110 degrees outside um, 
it should be really easy to do when I do the official attempt. Stay now. closer to the and, coast. And and mm-hmm. let and let if you if you would <clears throat> be interested, I would be more than happy to help you plan the next route. And oh, as, as a as an Iron Butt veteran, <clears throat> oh, he's wow. your planner. Yeah. yeah, trust me. Yeah, yeah, you've ridden like further. In one week, then I've probably ridden my entire riding. Bagel career. is a hard <laughs> ass. Actually, Bagel, Ooh, yeah. if I may, uh, can you get a second bike, Brandon? Can you? I may have can another bike. Can you ride a sport bike? Uh, bagel, try. the answer is always yes. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got my ego, right? But the uh, only reason I'm not doing it on the ego, which is more aerodynamically apt for this, it'd be way easier to do on one of them, mm-hmm. is because of my spine. Like, I yeah. can ride the ego for maybe 400 miles, and then I'll be like well, Mr. I, Magoo crippled. I, I don't have the best back either, but I could give it a shot. Oh, that's see. right. You don't. <laughs> but I could, I could take it for a ride and see. Um, <laughs> but is, is there enough charging infrastructure to support two bikes doing an iron? I do believe there, there are. Uh, a bunch of the places I stopped, there were at least three chargers there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the places where there was only one available, um, for a competition like the Iron Butt, we could go to separate stations, because there's always two in an area. Yeah. Um, and if you're just riding along as buddies, uh, then it doesn't really matter because it's 20 minutes, right? Yeah. One person then, tops off. You s- then you have a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have an iron buddy. Going. Take a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep our comms going and, you know, plugged into the battery and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to use the same bikes or could you switch? For the back issues, uh, for the, for the iron, could be very specific. Yeah, for the iron butt, you must ride the same bike start to finish. Um, there's no switching out of, of bikes, unfortunately. I think that's part of what makes it hard, yes. right? Because, for example, on a petrol bike, I've recently learned that there's a lot that can go wrong on them. It's all yeah. easily fixable, mm-hmm. but that's going to slow you down. So if you could switch your bike, that'd be um, not as impressive. Yeah. And then even on these electrics, uh, the temperature still plays a role. Oh, yeah. So uh, that would also sort of be cheating to switch bikes. Yep. Well, I, I think also just for the listeners really briefly talking about your back, because mm-hmm. h- how long ago was that? Uh, I think it's... Just, just over, over a year, year. yeah, mm-hmm. over a year that you had your spine fused. And yeah, yeah. Since mm-hmm. I got my upgrades, um, <laughs> I, I now have a spinal upgrade, which consists of a bunch of titanium, some screws, and other people's crushed bones. So uh, not quite the typical person going into a, a dealer and picking up an Energica and going on a trip, what? but close. No. So if it, I can do it, anybody can. Right. So is that, is that like the, the internal version of like adding skulls and Farkle to your motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've totally got like, what, what's that cross that they put on all this stuff called? Uh, the iron cross? Yeah. I've totally got an iron cross right on my spine. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it looks like it in, in the x-rays. Wow. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, uh, that would be, uh, that would be a lot of fun to do an iron butt on electric. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that. Let's do it. Or bagel, maybe you should contact Vespa and get one of them's. Uh, they're not going to be doing any iron butts right, anytime well, soon. <laughs> I'm afraid. There you oh, go. but bagel, you're going to be coming down to the shop to uh, get some cool stuff pretty I soon, right? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Have uh, Have we talked about uh, your plans? Oh yeah, we've talked about my uh, my desire to to convert one of my scooters to electric. Okay. And uh, yeah. Uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm talking with uh, my friend who's got all my engine parts right now to send some of those back so that we can get started on that. Um, and what we were talking about today was the batteries that uh, you wanted to put into it. Mm-hmm. The amount of battery that you want to put into that thing is insane. Yes. You could do an iron butt in like 18 hours with that. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. 
And um, but if, if they can get charged up fast enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, but can it wheelie? A uh, new. No. Okay. We can put all the batteries in the back. Yeah, we can put them all. You have to rack. like perpetually balance it. Right. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> yep. Mm. So. Um, we, I believe that we have a few porn picks here that uh, people have come up with, right? Yeah. What do you have, Doug? Uh, I have this wonderful Pook. It's a 1979 Pook Maxi, mm. 72cc moped up in Knob Hill, California. Speaking mm. of the scooter. For, uh, it just got deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I refreshed it and it got deleted. Oh. Uh, but it was like four hundred dollars. Says it run. It's, it needs to be registered though. But the uh, pook was a peekaboo pook. Oh well. Dang it. Sorry. Maybe I'll try again. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> yeah, it's been deleted. But yeah, that that was it. Dang it. Someone must have bought it or he changed his so, mind. If yeah, someone wins. buys it, then they just he wins by proxy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. It was that good. That deal. That's how good it was. <laughs> I feel suddenly right. less awesome. Dark and and uh, do, can you, do you have the ad up there, Brandon? Uh, I have a different one. I have oh. the uh, Moped Moto Bacane oh, yeah? for $450 in Capitola. Uh-huh. Uh, That's like down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a Moped Scooter B- Moto Bacane used to run, but <laughs> sits for about a year. Not running at the moment. $450 or best offer, possible trade, ready to pass this project on. Is it an orange one? It's an orange one. Yeah, I've seen white. that one before. I see. <laughs> so he's been he's been working on this for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I think cool I think he was trying to sell that one for seven hundred dollars uh, about nine months ago. Oh, oh, he'll, he's ready to trade now. Yeah, we should find like a crashed helmet and bring it to him. Do you have like a, a, do you have a working leaf blower somewhere? <laughs> At least this one works. Right. <laughs> cool. And, and uh, Henry, did you have a, a, a porn pick as well? I do. I, up in Sacramento, I have a 2006 Kawasaki Ninja 650R for 500 bucks. Nice, no, totally, that one too. totally not stolen at all. <laughs> Jeez. From the description, runs and drives, just needs a new rear tire. 500 dollars, OBO. Does, yeah. does, it does it have a key? Wait, wait. Does it, does it have a picture of a guy sitting on it with the picture of the guy whited out? No, but <laughs> does no. it say no key? No, but it's obviously in a trailer park somewhere since there is no garage here whatsoever and it's missing its front headlights. So, fine stuff. Yeah, right. you just don't drive at night. It's, that's it's all. Totally, it's totally legit. It's legit. Don't worry. <laughs> Dank woolies. I promise. I think Christian over there. I got one. Oh, oh you got one, Christian? <laughs> All right, so this one's in uh, Pittsburgh, and it's a uh, 1979 Honda CB750 for $300. What? what? Um, the reason that I thought that this was a good idea was because it's a full bike. It doesn't seem to be missing most of the... I mean, from the pictures here, it doesn't seem to be missing any parts of the bike. Who knows whether it what condition it runs in because that does not specify mm-hmm. um it does say uh that it's been on non-op so that would mean that there's not a lot of uh, back registration which mm-hmm. if you're uh, mechanically inclined i think that'd be a pretty good one yeah no, yeah back reg is it's oh. such a sad state like why would you why would you do that because yeah it ends up costing more than the bike is worth Mm-hmm. So that, that I'm, I'm going hmm. When people bow, take bow, bikes, bow, bow. yeah, when people take bikes apart, pick. that's when I feel like you get the best deal because um, if you know, like if you're mechanically inclined and you can put something back together that someone just got a little bit. Yeah, they didn't have the legwork. Yeah. Wait, this is the fully disassembled one, right? This this yeah, there's lot lots of the parts are taken apart, but uh, uh, 
Well, you know? the the danger in that though is making sure that you have all the parts. Oh yeah. Because when they take it apart, who knows how long ago that happened, where they put the parts when they took them apart, <laughs> before they put them in the box or the bags or whatever they're in. <laughs> I've got a Are, bucket full of parts that I'll give you and tell you is uh, everything you need to put your bike together though for sure. Right. <laughs> minus oh, yeah. minus the instructions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the knowledge and how they fit together. Uh, yeah. And that, oh my that, gosh, that's always such a challenge. That, I, I just had one of those. Yeah, that literally. I didn't take it apart. I had to put it back together. It was like, oh. Yeah, that, that literally is where the term basket case came from. You had a oh. basket full of parts that you got. Mm-hmm. And good luck with your basket case. Right um, on. This bowl fits there. I'll put it there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Cool. It's actually something that I'm known for doing well. Like, I, uh, when I tear my bikes down and I bag everything up and label every single <laughs> bolt, mm-hmm. and yeah, I have a <laughs> spreadsheet, and they're all put in with their own. I oh, give wow. them nerd. I give them part <laughs> numbers, wow. and that's why my stuff always works. So I got I to <laughs> ask, hey, how many KTMs have you gone through? Uh, well, like, uh, I was just gonna say, all my Hondas work. Hondas Christian, work. you're new to the garage, so uh, a couple of questions. Like, how did you find out about the garage? Uh, Douglas and I have been longtime friends, but I just have never had the occasion to stop oh. by here since I live in San Jose. Sick. Oh, how cool. long have you been riding, dude? I've been riding for nine years. Right on. What are you riding? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I've had more bikes than I could possibly list. What's in the stable now? Uh, right now I have a 2004 Honda 150F. It's plated in California with nice. current registration. Is this and the I, one that you're <laughs> gonna bump up to a 250? A 230. I have a, a motor ready for it. It's just different brackets, but it fits in the same frame. And then I also have a F4i, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Excellent. So, porn pig, I'm thinking the 50-year anniversary of the CB750, probably going to the newbie Christian over there in my boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really sweet deal, I would say. I I think, yeah. If somebody's ready to take on a project that might require some tracking down of very small nuts and bolts and things, (laughs) (laughs) that that could be a really good deal. so and Henry, um, you hmm. took a quite a trip this uh, this summer, which you, you haven't got to talk about. Yeah, you, well, you, you talked about it with uh, with Phil, <laughs> but a little bit, t- yeah. Told us about about uh, your travels this summer. Uh, why don't you tell us more about what you've what you've been up to? Yeah, uh, over the over the summer, I took a trip uh, across the United States to get to AMA Vintage Days, uh, hang out with Phil and the guys at uh, Cleveland Moto. And I took my ST1300 there and back. Uh, total trip was about a little bit over 6,000 miles uh, to get there. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had some adventures along the way, too? I had a few things happen <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Uh, first one was as I was going through northern Idaho, uh, I was planning to go to Yellowstone. I've never been there before and spend uh, just take a nice, easy day, just kind of ride around Yellowstone, maybe go for a hike or two. Sounds and nice. as I'm going through northern Idaho, I had my visor up on my helmet and something flew in and hit me right above my uh, right eye and it stung me in the face and I scraped it off as quick as I could but I realized it was probably like a bee or something like that of some sort since I saw yellow and black Mm. on it and the next day I felt 
sick, like physically sick, like I had a cold or a flu or something like that. And I pulled into an overpriced motel in Yellowstone and just spent a day there recovering. And my whole face, the whole right side of my face swelled up and I couldn't, it swelled up so bad I couldn't actually see out of one of my of my uh, right eye. Wow. And I'm allergic to bees, so that's kind of a bad thing. Oh, <laughs> that would definitely be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ran, I didn't have any Benadryl on me, so I just ran to a CVS and applied cortis, topical cortisol since they didn't have any Benadryl there. And so I slept the day in like a campsite in Idaho, and or not in Idaho, uh, in West Yellowstone, and I woke up the next day and I felt great, but I couldn't see out of my right eye. It swelled up so bad, so what I ended up doing is I took uh, a Band-Aid and used it to keep my eye open so I can see out of both <laughs> eyes. Wow. wow. Adrian. Go down the road. <laughs> wow. And then the day after that, I got a flat tire in North Dakota. Wow. As I was just entering Minneapolis, I was changing lanes, and what day? What day of July was that? This was July sixth. As I was changing lanes, and the front end went into a sudden head, sh- head shake, and I, I do believe it was right before the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. It was July or July third. Yeah. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. July third. July third. Front end went to a sudden head shake. I pulled over a few times. Before, a few times before finally determining that it was a rear tire blowout. Or not blow up. There was a nail in the rear tire. Mm-hmm. I tried fishing it out, like I had a plug kit with me and everything, but it yeah. was a finishing nail that had no head. Mm-hmm. My God! Wow. Yeah, I tried pulling it out. In the end, it didn't work out, and I ended up riding about seven miles to an Indian uh, motorcycle dealership that was open for one more hour, roughly. And they just squeezed me in at the right at the last second and changed out my rear tire. Thankfully, wow, that's like because you've been stuck there for a while. Yeah, yeah. The name of the shop is Wheels Incorporated in North Dakota. So if you're around there, check them out. They're good people. Yeah, that's awesome. When when you roll into a shop like 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 right at the end of the day, they're all ready Before to go on on Fourth of July, you know, holiday. And then you've got this busted bike, and they just jump to it and and take care of it. That's just that's just the most awesome feeling. Yeah, that happened to me last yeah. year. And me too. Uh, in Indianapolis, I've got somebody to help me out on yep. July third. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, well, mine wasn't on July third, but it was in the middle of Winnemucca, Nevada, Nevada, at the end of the day. So <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I work in a service shop, a tire shop, and it happens all the time. Like the tow truck will roll in the parking lot like 10 minutes before close and you're like fuck guess I'm working OT tonight but but yeah it it saved me a lot I can't tell you how appreciative I am to those guys over there in North Dakota it really helped me out and saved my trip basically that's awesome and then yeah I went to mid-Ohio hang out with hung out with Phil and the gang at Cleveland Moto had Basically spent the entire time there drunk and had a great time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rode some sketchy bikes faster than I should have and almost looped it a few times, but didn't. And on the way back, I figured might as well see how much I can ride. And I damn... No, I technically qualified for an Iron Butt, but I didn't save any of the receipts or anything like that for me, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, well, now you, know many- you can do it the next time. 
Didn't you get close to the bun burner? As yeah, well? I was gonna say how many no, miles I did, did the, you do? I did the bun burner. I went from oh, that's right, because you you split up uh, right at the twenty four hour mark there. Mm-hmm. I went from Ottawa, Illinois, to someplace in Wyoming in about fourteen fifteen hours. It was about nine hundred fifty miles. Oh, got about wow. six hours of sleep and completed the last fifty miles the next morning, mm-hmm. and then I kept on going. And I ended up in Wells, Nevada, less than 36 hours later, which mm-hmm. is about 1,500 miles from where I started out in Illinois. It's a long ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In two days, I did about like 1,900 miles. Wow. Granted, I'm on a flying couch, so. Your bike is super comfortable to sit mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that definitely and helps. And fast. <laughs> it, yeah. But I actually found that going 85 plus doesn't really do you any good because you start using more fuel than mm-hmm. is worth it. So yep, right. keeping around 75 to 85 is ideal in terms of fuel economy. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I found out. Yeah. So are you gonna are you gonna plan to do another actual official iron butt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely will. I'm trying to decide whether I want to do it on the Moto Guzzi or the Honda Hawk GT. Just something a little bit more decisions, decisions. Just something. <laughs> Just something a little bit more fun and challenging, since I feel like using the ST is cheating, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, like thousand miles in. <laughs> That's the like ST on, on, the, no cruise on the Hawk, control. though. Oh man. Ooh. Yeah. That, yeah. That Without cruise control, though, Should that would be XR. rough on your. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the XR six fifty R. Yeah. You got you got to stop halfway and adjust your valves. Well, no. Yeah, yeah every well, five hundred miles. You'll have to amputate right. your leg because you're they'll, they'll go numb. <laughs> It'll, it'll just fall off on its own. You'll go to put the kickstand down and just fall over. <laughs> it like, just falls off. So, I, actually, I actually fell over at a fuel stop. <laughs> I think it was oh, like no. 400 miles on that on my Honda Hawk GT. Yeah. Um, and I, I literally went to get off the bike and my legs were all, nope. Yeah, <laughs> so me and the bike just went, loop boop. That actually uh, happened to me on this trip when I pulled into... When I pulled into a gas station in Wyoming, I got off my bike. I was like, 14, this was at the end of the 950-mile stint. And as I got off my bike, I almost fell down because I didn't realize how tired I was. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The fatigue will really creep up on you before you know it, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're riding because you're focused so much on, on your riding. It, it sometimes is hard to realize how tired you're actually getting until you really you know, realize it, and yeah. something you know, something something wakes you wakes you up. Yeah, and <laughs> when you have that sudden oh my gosh moment where yeah. like you realize that you weren't paying attention for the last ten seconds. Yeah, it's scary. Or oh my god, my eyes were just closed and I didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. I love yeah. the, cra- the crab hands when 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 your hand just like. Yeah, suction shut. Yeah, so you're, you're at the yeah. gas station trying to grab a, a ice water to stay hydrated. And is, that the, goes, is that the Zoidberg? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, listeners, if you experience that, yeah, it, it's more normal than you might believe. <laughs> it's also time to call it a night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and night bananas. <laughs> oh, that's yes, what I needed. I needed bananas. a night banana. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I've been needing night bananas lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, there there was a couple a couple of other uh, bits of motorcycle news that I wanted to touch on too. Um, the uh, the Stur- annual Sturgis rally is wrapped up, and uh, and, and <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> 
so how many deaths this year? Oh. Surprisingly no. few. There were only two motorcycle-related deaths. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Only two, which is which is the least since like I don't know, like yeah. There's usually like seven to nine. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's like more than the Isle of Man. That's tragic. Yeah. So the Sturgis Rally is more Sturgis dangerous. Rally. Than more dangerous than racing Isle of Man. It's yeah. so good. Or Pike's Peak. Yeah. True. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So it, it's it was a much safer year this year. Um, but, there, there though was, technically there were three deaths. Three deaths. Yes, there was one person who died due to carbon monoxide poisoning in the trailer. Um, oh yeah, that's but, unfortunate. Uh, and but the overall attendance at Sturgis was, Sturgis was down this year. Uh, it only reached uh, four hundred ninety nine thousand six hundred fifty four, <laughs> which is down from five hundred five thousand nine hundred sixty nine last year. So um, so it's a good ten percent. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah, good six right? or one percent. One percent at least. Um, yeah, you know, six five six thousand people less this year. Um, but uh, but from what it sounded like, it was a uh, a successful event. Um, I'm just yeah. I'm glad deaths went down. Um, yeah. There's still there's a lot of things that happen like uh, drug bus and and yeah. and people getting tickets and everything. It's it's huge. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that went down. Yeah, and there was there's also a very strange article in Forbes magazine about like food and drink at Sturgis this year. <laughs> so that was that was kind of interesting. Forbes level vendors. Uh, apparently, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> So, but um, yeah, so that was uh, one bit of news. Another bit of news that I wanted to touch on is Elvis's last motorcycle is coming up for auction. Oh. Yes, this is a 1976 Harley Davidson FLH 1200 Electri- Electroglide. Uh, no, Brandon, it's not electric. Oh. <laughs> I was excited for him. I know, you were. <laughs> and uh, this is, uh, people. Uh, some people are estimating that this bike may go for as much as $2 million dollars at auction dang and uh this is like this is the, the last motorcycle that elvis, elvis ever owned uh he sold it something like 70 days before he died to a harley dealer um this bike has never been registered in anybody else's name except elvis it's still registered in his name whoa yes whoa. and the, i guess his estate kept the registration up and and so now it is coming up for auction and uh, yeah, so well, which cool. museum will get it? <coughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. <coughs> We're collector. Well, no, it's still registered under his name because he's still alive. Wait, I wonder. <laughs> oh my gosh! There was uh, there's some bikes of his at the Graceland Museum. I wonder sure. if this one is from there. Or we'll end no, up there. No, it, it uh, may end up there. Oh, because the dealership had it. Right, this was sold yeah. to the dealership. Uh, oh, interesting. Shortly, shortly before he died, and I think they kept it ever since. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, and there was also a uh, a bust of a motorcycle theft ring <gasps> in New York. Yeah. Yay. And uh, they found a total of, uh, f- between, between November of last year and May of this year, they uh, had taken a total of 43 bikes. And uh, wow. and and they also sort of, or at least that's what they recovered was forty three bikes, and a GMC uh, Sierra van that was hmm. being used for the crimes. Do you know what was happening to them? Were they getting parted, or were they getting sent overseas? Oh yeah, they were they were getting chopped up and and parted out. Um, it was a total shop shop operation. This is like movie and level criminal yeah. stuff. Yeah, here's that's what I propose to eBay for punishment. 
anyone who's had a bike stolen, like our friend Douglas here, me too, gets to come out to like a football field, mm-hmm. and they got to go through a giant spank machine of all the people who had stolen bikes. <laughs> oh yeah, spank <laughs> machine. I'm gonna freaking curb stomp them. <laughs> Some people might enjoy that though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so those are just a couple of uh, news items that I wanted to uh, bring up. And we also touched on earlier, Liza, on uh, the fact that Peter Fonda had passed away. I don't know if yes. you wanted to say anything. Moment about of that. silence. That's good. <laughs> yes, Peter Fonda. No, he was yeah. um, he was an icon, and it's and people like him um, and a movie like that that really uh, gave a big charge to the whole motorcycle industry, and um, somehow. Uh, the Chips remake didn't have that same boost. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't even know they did a remake of it. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's hard to say what what makes a, a movie so iconic, but it truly was. And Peter Fonda was a biker. He really was. He was a cool guy. Yep. And uh, also featured on Ride with Norman Reedus. Was he really? <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. Apparently, somebody didn't keep watching the show. Oh. I, I catch up. I don't have cable. <laughs> What's nice. cable? No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so we got some emails. Can we do emails? I'm going to read this one and then yeah. bounce. All right. So uh, this is from Michael, uh, titled DR350 Head. Poor John Butt. Liza's <laughs> DR350, and that's leaking oil off the side of the head. Oh, no. So, Liza, listened to the podcast and heard the story about the DR350 head and the crack. If you mm-hmm. take the head off and take it to a machine shop, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to take it up and redrill and tap that head. Probably wouldn't cost more than $200. I'm... I'm not even sure it costs so much. That is very good advice. And I think um, we have the, the the machine shop behind Napa. Uh, I'd say easily mm-hmm. easily 200 bucks. That's a that's a great that is a great suggestion. Thank you I, very much. I don't know much. if there's magnesium in that head or not, but if it's magnesium, they're probably not going to touch it. Yeah. But if it's older, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, good suggestion. It would be Thanks. worth the phone call. Wait, so what do they have to retap? Well, they just fill in the whole, the, the entire hole and the crack and then retap. Um, but where's the crack? When he put it's in the, the, the bolt that holds, uh, for basically the, the oil goes through a banjo bolt, the oil line, yeah. uh, through a banjo uh, bolt into the head, and it got cross-threaded, and when he tightened it down, it cracked the head. Oh, okay. So now it's leaking out of the crack. So, Which sucks because he just bought it like a week yeah. and a half ago. He bought it, Ooh. and the, that day the oil line blew out. He bought it from so me and who, took it for a ride. Who did it? He did. He did. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. And then he bought new oil lines mm-hmm. and installed them. Oh, but it wasn't the oil lines. It well, no. We th- I think it was oil lines at first because. Look, if anyone who saw him test ride that bike, he loved to ring it out and ride it. And he even came back on a test ride and said, ooh, that thing wheelies. Dude. <laughs> it's an old DR350. I know. I haven't really ridden it for a year. So he bought it from me, paid, because I'm like, I'm not letting you do any more test rides. He took it up um, He took it up into the hills, went riding, and blew out the oil line. It's, it's yeah. It's a 1992 bike. Yeah. Not so. a shocker. And then he bought a new one replacement on eBay. Installed it, cross threaded, and cracked the head. Oh. So he yeah. fixed one problem and made another. Basically. Yeah. 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 That's what I think. He he thought that like no, it was leaking all along. It's like mm, I don't no. think you cracked that the was head. A, that was a big. I don't think you cracked the head by writing. I think you blew out an oil line. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, good advice. Yeah, good Thank advice. you very much. Excellent. I've used. I've actually used that shop for my GS five hundred, and yeah. it was. I was uh, the. Uh, a bolt had snapped off the head and I couldn't mm-hmm. get to it and he's like I called him he's like don't touch it <laughs> don't touch it just bring it to me so yeah. I gave him t- 25 bucks and I picked it up an hour later wow oh, and that's, I that's got true. a little I got a little tour of his shop he's got a lot of very specific large tools mm-hmm. in there that do like one thing yeah. but wow. you need yeah. it when you're a machinist you yeah know? and he it's a really it's a car automotive shop but hmm. he's a biker uh-huh. so if you walk back there and talk to them he'll yeah. take some of the bike engines yeah and nice yeah Definitely. cool guy um well, I i'm gonna one. i'm gonna cool. take off i'm gonna I, it's late i gotta Good go seeing you, Doug. yeah it's great to be on the show again yeah good yeah. to have you back thank you thanks for coming by yeah. don't let the cat out you know oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when i was tearing my bike down i had the one of the exhaust bolts get stuck inside mm-hmm. of the motor and i took it to a machine shop and they were trying to find the right tool to kind of like one of those tools that grips onto it and then kind of backs it out mm-hmm. and there's no luck no luck no luck and he ended up grabbing a pair of uh, vice grips mm-hmm. and tightening them down to beyond the point where a human could shut it and yeah. then he grabbed another tool <laughs> and he used the oh, other tool yeah. to clamp the vice grips down and then he just oh, spun that sucker that's out that's brilliant actually that's, and he, that's yeah. he tapped the hole for me and charged me $20 Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of resources out there yeah. for stuff like this people don't realize. Yeah. Um, I have one here, Bagel. Yeah. This one says, huge debt of thanks to Miss Emma. I just left her, actually. We had a oh. wonderful weekend. Excellent. Yay. Remind me to show the picture of the four-pound lobster I ate. What? Whoa. <laughs> yes. Um says, uh, please pass along a huge thank you to Miss Emma. I was helping a friend on a Toyota pickup truck, and we needed to replace the pilot bearing in the crankshaft. We'd been to the parts store several times for different tools, and none worked. They're all similar. A pair of hooks, which point outwards and go through the center hole in the bearing, and then you run a screw into the middle, push them apart, and hold it against the edges of the bearing while you pull it out simple right mm-hmm. uh, one set was too big one set wouldn't pull the third fit and worked but the hooks were so flimsy they just bend inward past where the screw ended Ooh. my friend was preparing to modify them by grinding down some parts when Emma's story about fixing the gold wing rear bearings with feeler gauges popped mm-hmm. into my head I dug into the toolbox and found my feeler gauges and managed to jam them into the gap the hooks were bending into success wow the bearing pulled out just like it was supposed to. Thank you so much to Emma and the Misfits for sharing that Goldwing story. It was just the inspiration I needed. Awesome. That's great. Random factoids that you just don't know when you're going to pull out of your own mental toolbox that will turn into a physical tool with your bike. Mm-hmm. Some some uh, feeler gauges bravely gave their lives for that. <laughs> that <bearing. laughs> All right. I've got an email here. Um, and uh, this email is titled Scooters. And uh, this is from uh, Matt uh, from my motorbike obsessions blog. Oh, yeah. So Matt writes bagel. Glad you got the reins for this week's show. I have a very relevant question that falls into your area of expertise. A couple of months ago, I moved to Japan as I'm in the Navy. I'm thinking of going native and getting a scooter instead of a bike. (laughs) The maximum speed limit for motorcycles in Japan is 80 kilometers per hour or 50 miles per hour. Getting anything bigger than a 400cc bike is expensive and kind of silly. Got any suggestions for something fun and unique? Thanks. 
Well, um, in Japan, there are all kinds of things available there that we don't have here. And I don't even know the, the half of what's available. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that Honda does make a really good scooter called the PCX125. So if you're looking to get into a scooter, that might be a good one to check out. Um, but take a look at the lineups that are available out there. Um, you could probably get a, uh, a Vespa 125 as well uh, that would suit you know, suit just fine. Um, or uh, there are probably uh, PGOs, uh, which is the the Buddy that's sold over here. Um, that would be available there as well. Bagel, I'd like to recommend a scooter. Sure. The Honda Elite. Oh, you could always do that too. <laughs> Except what is in, that? in Japan, I don't know how many Honda Elites are still around oh, because they, they get rid of their vehicles so quickly there. Um, there, there probably are some people with Honda Elites, but they may be starting to become collector bikes at this point. I, I don't I'm even know. Earlier today, we were talking about how uh, strict the police were in Germany about yeah. making sure your vehicles were all set up right. Mm-hmm. It's just as bad, if not worse, in Japan. Yeah. Uh, like, if you have a piece of trim that's hanging off or something, mm-hmm. because someone could scratch themselves as they're walking by, it's yep. got to be uh, fixed and put into perfect condition. Yep. And and I think, don't they, aren't... aren't uh, Aren't car owners forced to replace their engines after like sixty thousand miles or something like that? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's like they they're they're forced to replace the the engines in their cars or or just scrap the car after a certain number of miles because it's deemed to be no longer. Is that where Phil's getting so many cars? I think that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, the, the mechanically they're still in great shape, but mm-hmm. they're it, it just there the laws force cars off the road or, or to be rebuilt after a certain age or, or mileage isn't that similar in europe um i don't know if europe does anything quite like that but but germany and probably a lot of other parts in europe do have very strict inspection requirements mm-hmm. um which is the, the what little inspection there is here is laughable to yeah. anybody coming from europe uh, i mean even, even california like compared to other states in the united states the, the what little inspections there are here is just ridiculous so can you ride a vintage scooter though you can Sweet. um but you're you're going to need to make sure obviously that everything is is up completely up to to snuff and, mm. and in perfect condition um so Christian, you had a point. You I was just going to say I know a little bit about the laws in Germany, and it's oh, yeah. it's nuts. It's yep. people complain in California, and, and when you're there, it's everything has to every part has to pass a a, a code. It yep. has to be certified by this code, and so what ends up happening is that there's virtually no aftermarket scene there and oh. because of how many rules are and requirements go into each of these parts so every single part that's on your car has to be certified by this one uh, this one certification and if you don't have that your car is liable to be taken immediately yes and, and oh, that man. that's if you have one wrong muffler or mm-hmm. your door panel is like it's everything your really? your, so it's your, not your hood it, like carbon fiber hood that is not certified yeah. by this will your car will it be has towed. no relevance to if it has a safety impact or anything just because it's not homologated it just has to be approved and i forgot wow. what the the approval uh well, it's there's the, the a tooth. lettering the tooth yeah, is the, the tooth. organization yeah. it's the the german basically their version of, of like the technical inspection um mm. kind of like ul and and I don't know, kind of safety organizations rolled up into one. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
Yeah, I mean they're 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 notorious for being brutal in in, in how strict they are. Yeah. Um, like if you if you take a vintage car in to be inspected in Germany, they will literally take a hammer and bang on the undercarriage of oh the car to see if anything falls off or there's <laughs> any rust that the hammer goes through. And and if it does, your car is basically done at that point. They It'll just be, take it. Yeah, well, they won't take it, but they'll say that it's not roadworthy, mm. and it would have to be either completely repaired or scrapped. Wow. And um, yeah, it's 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 pretty tough. There there. There is there is tuning and aftermarket uh, uh, aftermarket uh, activities going on in Germany, but but like I said, they're very tightly regulated and they have to be approved by the the TÜV and and the uh, the licensing authority. Mm-hmm. And when you make a modification to your vehicle, it actually gets added onto the title of the vehicle. That's huh. so crazy. Yeah. Yes. Huh. So, so it's like Carfax built right into the title. Right. Wild. So like if you put a, a lightened flywheel on your bike, it has to be entered into the title you put a, a different intake on your bike it has to be entered into the title i mean seems it's like grade it's school crazy. stuff so basically what you're saying yeah no craigslist porn pics um not like not we have. but but perhaps well german porn is different anyway easy. <laughs> perhaps it's easier to come across parts Yes. Because of this reason, right? It depends. I mean, there are people who have you know old bikes sitting in their sheds or old cars in the garage that you know have need work, um, but they haven't gotten rid of. Um, Would it be a Heinkel? There are some, wow. yeah. And uh, but they much dust. Uh, the thing is, I think a lot of vehicles just get scrapped in Europe a lot faster than they do here uh, because there's not as much space to store old vehicles. Mm. Um, you know, the the materials are needed to be recycled for new manufacturing, um, and the, you know, then the laws are so strict that it it it's it's much it's much more cost prohibitive to keep an old vehicle just sitting around mm. um, some people might you know like a vehicle that they're not going to get running again they might take parts off of it and sell them but most likely they're just going to scrap it um, there is a, a pretty booming business about uh, for scrap it, scrap yards in Germany and a lot mm. of people uh, go to you know get get parts for their cars in scrap yards because a lot of cars have been coming off of the road um, there have been uh, some programs to uh, Kind of like a like the cash for cars program mm-hmm. to get older polluting vehicles off of the road. So so a lot of older vehicles that are in perfect shape have just landed in in junkyards mm. in in Germany and other parts of Europe, uh, just because of the pollution. So so it, uh, there are all kinds of parts available um, before they finally get you know completely scrapped. So, mm. but I uh, imagine they must have a great export uh, for used cars too. Parts, in some like that, yeah. some yeah. cases, yeah, there are a lot of cars that, that get exported to uh, to poorer countries, third world countries, like Poland or um, yeah, a lot of them get sold in Poland because it's right across <laughs> I, the border. I didn't mean it not like that. No, oh, I love Poland. Country. I have Polish friends. Yes. Yeah, the third but, world country, Poland. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but, it, but it is do, regret. Do Don't open a mouth. Bit. <laughs> he's he's on how many hours Two. of sleep over a couple of days? <laughs> over three days, yeah, probably about maybe. six hours. Yeah, but but Poland is a secondary market to the German car market. A lot of used cars get it's sold practical. in Poland. Um, a lot of stolen cars end up in Poland too in other places <laughs> in Eastern Europe, but that's a different story. But back to motorcycles. Do we yeah. get to have any of these uh, top secret LA trip teasers maybe even? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned, folks. Hmm. No, we did a lot of uh, interviews, saw a, re- a lot of really amazing things. Um... Big uh, thanks to uh, Honda, 
who yeah. rolled out the red carpet for us. I couldn't believe it. Um, That's awesome. Just give you an idea of the, uh, the Honda. It's a Honda USA headquarters down there. And the, the uh, complex <laughs> is so big that you know it's many buildings and each building might occupy like a block and so to go to other buildings they don't hop into golf carts passports no honda ridge lines oh, what? what honda ridge lines stacked no. up you just grab wow. a key and go take one to go drive to the oh other building i mean passports <laughs> would have been so much more cool and fun and like you get to see more and their passports you have you know, like, uh, uh, exactly. oh, oh dude you could go i right mean i was thinking building, passport passport aisles. to the different compound buildings no, know, so uh, metaphorical. Yeah, thank you to Honda, and we got a bunch of other um, great interviews, and I'll be editing that together and putting that out soon. Sweet. Sick, nice, awesome. well, welcome back. Thank you. Basically, Honda Day at the garage today. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah well, why wasn't I invited? I have two Hondas. This is. This is this I have is, two Hondas too. We we had a Suzuki <laughs> anomaly, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, it was all yeah. Japanese Honda bikes. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. Oh, and Bex, I was watching you on the camera. <laughs> and you were pointing at Not something right at all, next Liza. to the camera and like you were freaking out. Oh, the rodent. Well, oh, was so was the rodent yes. there? Uh. You were pointing at it. I'm like, I wonder if she's looking at the rat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was definitely rat or possum, baby possum, something. Did you see? Yeah. You know, I, the I, rat did, I did a little like, <gasps> Yeah, that was right when I turned the camera on. I'm like, Jesus. does she know I'm watching her? <laughs> no, but I was watching. And then like sure Jeremy came in and you point and we're talking to him. I'm like, is she telling him I'm watching? What's going on? That's so funny. Well, I'm glad that there's a camera so that they. I was like, why is she acting? Acting to me don't like that. Disappear because the mini bikes yeah. are really awesome and fun. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, there was a nice um, long rat tail with lots of scrambling around yeah. moment and it was in the middle of the day it was like <laughs> well maybe the new kitten will take care of that mm. um, and bagel i want to give you a big thanks to you for running the garage and the podcast oh, you're welcome thank you so much mm-hmm. it's so nice to be able to have more people to rely on to keep things going to let us go do these adventures yeah glad i could step in and help out nice Cool. So what you got next? All this right. is your show. I'm letting you run it. Yeah, I, I think we're we're pretty much towards the end. Is there anything else anybody wants to uh, to bring up or talk about? Motorcycles think, are awesome. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think that will, uh, on that note, we will end it for uh, for today. Um, so thank you very much for uh, listening to Motorcycles and Misfits. Uh, you can find us uh, on the internet at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com and uh, find a, find all of our links to all of our various uh, sites and social media. And, <laughs> shit shows. And yes, all of our shit shows, <laughs> the, the hundreds of them that exist out there, mm-hmm. uh, which you can download and listen to at any time, anywhere. Uh, thank you all also to our Patreon uh, uh, supporters who have kept us going here at the garage for many years now uh your support is very much appreciated and uh we look forward to bringing you more good stuff in the future yeah i got i grabbed some goodies from honda uh, to add to the price packs nice and i'm working on some other prizes as well very cool all right so bananas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we will uh we'll finish up I, I let's get out of here i am bagel bex aloha Kyle, hi liza 
Brandon. Christian. Jeremy. Henry. And we are out of here. Cool. Cool. cool.